Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today, like normal, is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. Actually, I say like normal, I've already recorded this podcast once before. You did. I didn't listen to it. Well, no, nobody listened to it because I didn't upload it. What happened was that last week on Wednesday, I got some emails saying, do you want to do a gig? And I was like, yeah, I'll do a gig. And then they're like, right, you've got to fly at six o'clock in the morning on Thursday or whatever it was. Yeah. So which, which meant I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning. And we had to get up yeah, at four we both, o'clock Yeah, in the Juliana <laughs> was going to give me a lift to the uh, airport, which is always very nice. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so emergency gig. And then I'm like, right, I finished a book and I want to record. Uh, sorry, I want to start listening to another book on this trip. Yes. But I finished this book just that day or the day before or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right, I'm going to do a podcast. So I sat down and during, you know, packing and getting all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. like a full day of me for to, to, get, to, uh, to get ready for an emergency gig where I've got to do two different 45-minute juggling shows on a cruise ship. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm flying to Bangkok (laughs) via... What was the flight? It was... um it oh no, would. let me just say, so what I did, I, <laughs> in between all the packing, I was like, right, I'm just going to spend 20 minutes talking about this book and get it out there. And so I did the recording and I was like, right, at But some without point, me, because I went to bed because we had to get up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Juliana didn't want to do it. So I was like, all right, at least I've got something. And mm. then during this trip, I'll do the editing and I'll upload the podcast and stuff. Yep. And um, so, but the travel was really stressful and had to get up early in the morning. And I just never got my laptop out while I was nope. going along. 30 um, plus hours of traveling. Oh, yeah, so Berlin to Istanbul, Istanbul to Bahrain, Bahrain to Singapore, Singapore to Bangkok. Yes. And then I got to the hotel and I was like pooped and I couldn't do anything. But Obviously. I, I did a bit of, you know, some updatey, websitey, updatey stuff. Yeah. And I was like, right, now it's ready to upload. And then the hotel I was in, I just couldn't upload it because I couldn't do the normal FTP kind of connection yeah. stuff because yeah. it often blocks weird um, yeah, of connection it, stuff it and want... i'm sure there was a way around it if i'd use sftp or whatever but like the on my at the time i just couldn't be bothered i said like, oh, i'll do it some other time mm-hmm. and then i joined the ship the next day performed the next day had a day off the next day performed the next day and then the next day i was on the way to the airport flying home again and just Crazy in, that, gig. in the rest of that time just never got my laptop out again where i had any wi-fi or something <laughs> yeah. and then I got home and I was like, right, now I can upload it. In the meantime, Juliana had watched the TV show adaptation of this book. So I was like, this is time. I, instead of Juliana <laughs> telling me about the TV show adaptation about the book that she didn't read. I've not seen the TV show. Juliana hasn't seen, uh, didn't read the book. Yes. So between us, we can do TV show versus um, uh, the book, like the book. What's the episodes that we do? Book versus TV or book versus movie. You know, we often yeah. do episodes where we compare a movie adaptation to the book but in this case it's not really that it's going to be a book review but um this is now going to replace the episode that i recorded last week in 20 minutes in a rush where i didn't even so say you everything couldn't you you could have just relaxed in those 20 minutes i could have or... but i didn't know i didn't know <laughs> that you would have then re- like watched the tv show of the book we're going to read and i forgot to give it a star rating yeah. there was other notes that i'd done i hadn't read anybody else's you know because i normally go through and read other yeah. people's reviews i know like on goodreads just yeah. to check you know other bits and pieces sort of like what did my what does sf 
FBRP listeners. You're useless without me. Uh, yeah, That's so what it, it comes was down to. So in the end, it wasn't even a very good podcast. I did the podcast. Like I say, I review every single science fiction or in this case, fantasy book that I read. Yeah. But I was in the end, I wasn't even that happy with the review. And maybe that's why I wasn't like, oh, I've got to upload it. It's a good one. Like if it would have been a real, if it had been the two of us talking about a book, yeah. we're enthusiastic or we both hated it and there's some good rants or whatever it is, yeah. it would have been really worth it. But in the end, I was like, oh yeah, I just talked about a book in a kind of like a muddled way. And there was two books. I was talking about two books, which kind of didn't make sense, mm. but we're going to do that again. Okay. So before we get onto you talking about the TV show. Yes. I'm going to give the setup for this here. Okay. Uh, What's the book? Uh, the book. Well, no, let me talk about the author. The author is someone called Lee. Uh, oh, no. Lee Bardugo. Lee Bardugo um, is the is the author. Yes. There. And uh, and she writes uh, various um, novels, fantasy mm. novels. Yeah. Um, but this is, uh, so she writes books for, it's like young adult fiction. Yes. And she writes some young adult fantasy books and there's like two series in what's called the grisha verse and the grisha are the like the people it's like the name of the people who do magic yes in this in this world in this this thing so like there's the shadow and bone trilogy and then there's the six of crows trilogy yeah and both of them together isn't the six um, of crows is just a duology? Oh yes, you're right. So there's only two books in the six of crows duology. Yes, and both of those things are called the Grishaverse. And then the reason why I'm talking about both of these now is because apparently the TV show, which I've not seen, mm-hmm. combines characters from one and storylines from one with characters from the other and storylines from the other and it puts does. them together. Yes. So the reason I was going to first of all read and review Six of Crows is because last year um, we were over in the UK yeah. and we were chatting with uh, oh no it was actually two years ago two wasn't years it? ago yeah, yeah, yeah. so 2021 yeah. we're over in the UK visited my sister and she's got four daughters yeah. and so asking all the nieces and we were talking about you know books as we do because they you know also grew up in a house with no TV and they're all reading this and that and one of them writes fantasy and, ed- and one of them is an editor yeah. and all this different kind of stuff stuff um so uh, we were talking about it yeah it came up what book would you recommend us to read and review on the science fiction book review podcast and they was like yeah uh, six of crows by lee bardugo so i made a note of it i added it to my to read list on goodreads yeah and then it just sits there on my to read list um i was like yeah i'll get to it at some point and then what happens is and this always what happens i'm like what book do i want to read next and i go over to a page on on goodreads which um, it's my books forward slash want to read. Oh, well, it's not forward slash, but it's, it's pretty much the, my list of books of want to read. And at the moment, I've got 41 books on my want to read list. Okay. And then I d- sort by average rating descending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and whatever's the top book on there, I'm like, that'll be it. Actually, at the moment, the top rated one at 4.34 stars is The Outskirters' Secret by Kirstein, oh, Rosemary Kirstein. Yes. Um, so, because yeah. Because that's the third book in the series. <laughs> yeah, let me get on to that. And other, other things as well. There's Adrian Tchaikovsky is there as well. Simon Jimenez, The Spear That Cuts Through Water, two, 4.24. So these are some books at the top there of yeah. my reading list. And I think that's a really great way of, of doing it. So... I'd, I'd been on this this idea. I'd had this idea of reading this for a while because it kept on being the top rated book that I got to. Yes. 
but I don't, I'm not going to actually buy the book as an ebook and start reading it. I want to listen to it as an audiobook so I can, you know, listen to it well, you know, on the train or or, or, or driving, I guess, or, yeah. you know, doing, you know, what I was housework. saying, like, doing housework. I'm doing some, you know, loading the dishwasher and mm. I want to, you know, experience some fun fantasy books there as well. But here's the thing. And this is, uh, uh, let me quickly have a look here. So Six of Crows, Audible there. You know, buy with one credit, no problem at all. It's got good ratings on Audible too. Yeah. Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo, narrated by, and here we go, Jay Snyder, Brandon Rubin, Fred Berman, Lauren Fortgang, Roger Clark, Elizabeth Evans, and Tristan Morris. So that's seven different audiobook narrators. Okay. Now, often where you do, where you see this, it's sort of like, oh, it's like a cast. Like yeah, it a feels full, like an audio play. Yeah, like audio a, play. Yeah. Now, so go down here. The top rated reviews, 194 people found this helpful. This isn't, this isn't a, re- a re-review of the book. This is a review of the audio book. Yeah. So this is on Audible and it says seven narrators, but that's not a good thing. It's a good novel narrated by different characters whose names lead the chapter. So, you know, at the start of each chapter, you say this person, and you're like, all right, from their point of view. Yeah. Each narrator reads the whole chapter and therein lies the issue there are multiple different versions of every character's speaking voice multiply each by the number of different narrators who interpret that character and it gets a bit muddy it's certainly distracting um Mm. and then they go through and then they say oh that being said after spending a few hours immersing it you get used to it even if it grates now Mm. here's the thing right in my previous podcast that i did this i talked about this for ages and i realized this is actually just reading out this review because this is the reason why i never actually got this audio book before because i was like oh each chapter each narrator reads a certain chapter okay but the chapters are not then written as a f- first point of view no yeah no they're the point of view character even though it's like third person or whatever this person does this but so it's told from their point of view yeah like it's sort of like a but the other characters or something like that. still turn up yeah and other characters right. because there's this team of six characters I, I it says seven narrators but i can't remember who the seventh was but yeah so uh, let me just head over to the tv show because it actually has a list of some uh, uh names of people so you've got kaz and inej and jesper and Bagra or so anyway so each time mm-hmm. but then uh, so anyway I knew this was here and this was the reason why I hadn't got this audiobook before yeah. but now I was like I got to the point where I was like look this book has been at the top of my to read list by sorted by you know rating descending for <laughs> yeah, so long it needs to go <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it a go how bad could it be yeah and it turns out very bad very bad okay. it turns out unlistenably bad because like Kaz who is like the main character I guess he's like the leader of the six crows this yes. like gang of you know ne'er-do-wells or whatever yeah. Who, yeah. who you know in charge of a, a, a casino or something yeah. and then they're gonna go on a heist or whatever um it's like it, his voice not just his voice changes like his accent changes and also like in some places he's like a young guy who's like oh yes I've got to do this and then somebody another narrator will do him and he's sort of like oh, no, no, I'm gonna go I'm now Kaz and then someone else does oh, it and it's like alright I'm Kaz and I'm like you know from Lock, Stock and Two Spoken Bowers and we're gonna do this heist right we've got to get the team together we've got to do this and I was just like this is in, it's insane making I was like what is the character and I realised that so often like, like I'll have a view of who a character is yes. and it's fine if it changes and like an audio a good narrator will be able to do it but so often like like i kind of tune out what the audiobook narrator's decision about that character is Mm. even if i disagree with it i'm like the words that are on the page don't fit what 
is what's going on. Yeah. With, with the, the, like the, the, yeah. The, the the atmosphere or the mood or yeah. the whatever the the stuff they create with their voice. Yeah. And doesn't the, correspond the, with the words. The one of the big ones that, that caught me out with this was a, a novel by N.K. Jemison, who they had a, a narrator do that, and uh, and there's this one like child god it's a god so it's a god who's been alive for th- thousands and thousands of years but in the body of a child yeah and i in my head and like with the words that were written it felt like it was kind of like a you know a child who was then really adult beyond their years but like in the body of a child and still yeah. has the characteristics of a child but like a really mature child yeah and in my head what i had was you know in uh, like a, a good child actor like a, a, a sim- this is some movies that came out in a similar time which was sort of like the uh, sixth sense you know yeah. i can't remember the name of the child actor yeah. but like amazing and everyone's like oh yeah great child actor or whatever <laughs> but what the audiobook narrator was doing was you know anakin skywalker oh, from no. uh, you know the phantom menace and it's sort of like wow geez this is pod racing yeah wow man and i was like hold it this does it doesn't matter like the words on the page aren't saying like child actor from a you know a bad movie or a you know or like a, a, i don't know what to say like here yeah. but even then i could get through to the end of the book just tuning out the performance and just like <laughs> reacting to the words that I'm hearing rather than the accents or the performance that the audiobook narrator is in. So I yeah. can still, like, if there's just one bad audiobook narrator or an audiobook narrator who's making a, a choice that I disagree with, mm. that's fine. I can tune it out and just concentrate on the words that are there. Okay. But if there's an audiobook narrator who I like their decisions and they're doing well, again, like listening to... Um, John like Lee. Peter Kenny or John Lee or something <laughs> or someone like whose whose voice is like again I'm just talking about like oh yes um, male authors with British accents I'm like yes great I can I can deal with that really well if yep. you know what I mean but there's loads of it like Stefan Rudnucky and all these guys like I'm used to their voices and I like their performances and they then add to the book mm. if you know what I mean they yeah. can their differentiation of different characters with different accents or gruffness or whatever it's going to be to their voice can can really work out. Um, whereas some people, it doesn't work out like, and now I'm doing a male voice and I talk like this, and now I'm doing a woman's voice and I talk like this. I was like, no, no, you can't just go dumpy, 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 falsetto, falsetto, falsetto. Like, it, that's not good enough, you know. And anyway, so I can tune out bad audiobook narrations, except yes. if there's seven <laughs> bad. It's like it's like they didn't talk to each other. It's like they all were like, all oh, right, here's my chapter. And they just read it. And there was no audiobook like producer who mm. was saying, okay, this is the accent. Like, if you're going to do Kaz, do like this actor in this performance. Just do a copy of them, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that uh, they all agree on a certain kind of yeah. uh, performance, yeah. even if they then do it in their own way. Yeah, like just say, okay, this is Kaz, just imagine this character from this movie. Like, So if it's an older character, just go, okay, we're going to do Tom Hanks in the movie, what a famous Tom Hanks thing is. And Cast everyone's away. like, all right, all right. And you can get that, everyone can then hit that tone, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so it was all over the place. Uh, I'm just going to go back because it's taken me a while to get through a book which I didn't finish. So anyway, yes. I finished, I didn't get to it. And I said... So the, the Six of Crows. Six of Crows. You returned. Yeah. Um, also, it's two other reasons why I returned it. It's it's a follow-up book to a lo- well-loved trilogy. So it's like a continuation of the Grishaverse, which, as you were saying, continuations of series. The people who don't like the book leave and the people who like or the people who don't like the author's style don't read book two the people who really love it go on and enthusiastically read yes. further and further into yes. the into the uh and in, this in, is how a better rating can yeah. occur and it turns out yeah this is really highly rated because everyone who loved six of crows trilogy continued and like yeah great and that's why it gets a really high rating and that's i think why it was the highest rated book which is not to say that those people weren't right in enjoying it it's just that it's a you know 
a self-selected group of people there's who, a and, bias yeah, there. there's a, well not a even bias it's like self-selection bias here yeah. as well and also I realised this is not because it's a continuation of a series it's not actually a good introduction to the series itself like no. I didn't understand there was some magic I didn't quite understand there there was some politics didn't understand mm. what was going on there yeah. and I was like ah I'm coming into this and it's assumed that I know what all these proper nouns are of these different like Grisha people and like you know what are they standing in the yeah. world and where going yeah. and they were mentioning something else i was like ah oh, this isn't a good introduction mm. you know it's assuming a lot of knowledge that i don't have for the for my enjoyment so yeah i returned it and i was like let's just go back to the start and start off let, oh, uh, not uh, six of crows with shadow and bone yes go back to this one and so i listened to the full audiobook of shadow and bone and check this out narrate uh, by lee bardugo narrated by lauren fortgang that's it. Just oh, one, one, person. one person. Yeah, oh, and it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and it was totally fine. Like, again, not a fantastic audiobook narrator, but fine. One. Like, what? One. one audiobook narrator. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how good or bad they are. Mm. I can still get all of the all of the writing like I can still enjoy the writing and all the settings and everything that's in the like every word that is in there I can just absorb those words rather than going no 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 that's the wrong voice oh it's a different wait a second <laughs> who's so this who's, who's this again? yeah like oh man that was re- seven different audiobook narrators all yeah. of them having a different version of a different voice here Sounds one like audiobook narrator oh, it, it was yeah. good and also in this one just one point of view character yeah Shadow and Bone it's her first novel and oh boy does this read like someone's first novel which isn't a bad thing some people's first novels can be absolutely fantastic yeah i don't think this is a fantastic novel and not only because it's someone's first novel but it feels like it's got a lot of the normal things about first novels yes um which I don't think I need to go into now. But again, when you're reading it, you're like, mm, very first novelish kind of stuff. <laughs> and I say that as someone who's written more than one novel and then looks at my first novel and going, oh, right. Oh, yeah, very yeah, first yeah. novelish. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah, but it's just some of the tropes that like, oh, yeah, you go, oh, I can't be bothered to do this. Like, uh, it's really difficult to write families. Oh, I'll just make them an orphan or whatever it is. Sort yeah. of like, oh, we can just start with now. What's the bl- what's the blankest slate? orphan you know yeah. and like where are they going to be from oh they're going to be from like an orphanage and they can do the, and like again that's just one thing off the off the top of my head and it's totally fine like that's totally cool like some of the most successful books in the world like harry potter like you know his parents are dead and he starts off you know goes to a magic school mm. this is a bit of a, there's some bit of magic school stuff going on here as well and yes. this book was <laughs> this book this shadow and bone when was it first published 2012 uh, 2012 this feels like very much oh this was written in 2012 mm-hmm. off the back of previous um very successful young adult series yes to in the my, po- like i already know that like there's three books that this is like just slots in there what do you mean it just slots in there like it's a it 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 surfs on the wave yeah. Of the of other. Let's go for it. Just name some. You say there's three Hunger other books. Games. Well, yeah, there's, it's, it's very like, Hunger Games. Oh yes. What it, what about this? Is Hunger Games? Costumes. Yeah. You go and get trained. Yeah. This is this thing. Literally, I actually, I so I made some notes as I was going through. So uh, actually, let's let's step back a bit. Okay. The world is yes. called the Grishaverse. So it's a yeah. place which is um uh, a bit 
a bit Tsarist Russia, I'm guessing, because it's sort of like, yeah. it's like, hey, are we reading War and Peace here? But no, we're very much not War and mm-hmm. War and Peace. But just imagine someone who's read some of War and Peace. It's sort of like, <laughs> now I'm going to write some fantasy fiction yeah. having read some of War and Peace. And I say that as someone who literally got halfway through War and Peace. Did I tell you about You got this? halfway through? Yeah. Well done, you. You know what happened after I was halfway through War and Peace? I got an internet connection in my bedroom at home. When, this oh, is when I was living right. in Barnard Castle. We didn't have a, a, an internet connection. Yeah. And then we got a, a phone line. In. So then suddenly I had the internet connection. And I just, yeah. And I just never had any... Uh, any long downtime Yeah, anymore. I just didn't have time where I wasn't either A, on the internet or yeah. B like downloading stuff from the internet and yeah. um and leaving it open in tabs for yeah. me to like when when I wasn't yeah so my reading cha- my reading style just changed when I suddenly didn't and I didn't really ever go into like I'm going to read War and Peace so I did get halfway through it yes. anyway and also this is a book you can't go back to what, because, War and Peace yeah oh, no, like no. you have to kind of basically I'll read totally it in lost. one go because everybody has three names yeah and uh, you and always have and there's a thousand to, characters there's a thousand characters you always have to remember oh this is this Gregory which pump I don't know all the names. It's difficult. Um, yes, um, I want I, say something I don't about know, the TV show. Just I don't go know how it. to get into this from Just my se- my perspective. So the TV show uh, combines actually these two books that you yeah. just talked about, um, which I think is a good thing because I actually enjoyed the storyline of The Six of Crows right. quite a bit. I'm sure it's a because, better book. It's just that I because, would have to read it rather than listen to it. Because I like heists, you yeah. know, the, the kind of thing. And it's uh, they're fun characters in the in the TV show. It's actually quite good. Now, there's, there's, there, there's certain things about this that I, not having read the books, yeah. I was utterly confused at the beginning uh, okay, about go for it. One. everything. Just one. Just say something because this is we're talking about world building here. So just say a thing. The wars. Who's again in the war with yeah. whom? Tell you what. Where? Not explained in the book very well oh, at all. Okay. It's sort of like yeah, there's some wars. This country is at war with people, and there's wars around them, and it's just not expanded on at all in the book. Okay. It's, it's just assumed that this country has been at war with people for a long time. So a whole generation of people have been at war with someone. Yeah, and then I didn't understand. There's the there's this one, like, there are different countries, and yep. through one country, there's this, the fold going yeah, yeah, through. Yeah. And and then there's an, the east part of the country and the west part of the country, and the west part wants to separate, but it's already separated by yeah, the fold. Uh, again, thing. you're talking about, like, random anyway. politics stuff, which anyway, in the book is, doesn't matter, because you know what this is about. It's about a young girl discovering yes. she's been magic, she's she got magical powers and of being course. taken to a magic school and being taught how to use her magic powers. Yeah. And there's a love triangle and there's a battle and the end, you know. Yeah. That's um, what the book is about. All of this other stuff is... just backdrop. Is, it, all of the Tsarist Russia stuff yeah. is the thinnest layer of... Yeah. I don't want it to be generic fantasy, so people are going to have rifles and co- like and some like more Tsarist Russia kind of costumes, which yeah. are like a little bit Cossack, but then a little bit French or, or whatever it is. I, it's difficult to even say. Yeah. Uh, and the names are going to end in of. Yes, and and all of this, and you said it. It's very thin. It's a very thin blanket, and it is very much of like if you think of an author who writes fantasy. And that makes me actually angry. Why? <laughs> if you're just like, how can you be so uncreative? Like there's a place yeah. in this that is called Novokribisk. Yes. How, what the hell? Like what? how can you just not... Why? What's wrong with that? 
it's just literally replacing two syllables in a in an existing yeah. place name. You know, in, in, in the the place name where Six of Crows was set. Where yeah, oh, by the way, there's canal, lots of canals, and there's yes. a big red light district, and, and, and there's casino and, and, and sex here it shows is, and stuff. It's called. Ketterdam. Ketterdam. And oh I'm like, my okay, so really? when they said that, I was like, all right, Amsterdam then. Okay. And even before I even knew there was a red light district or anything like that, <laughs> they were Ketterdam. I was like, yeah, it sounds a bit like Amsterdam. So yeah. I'm going to assume it is that. Yeah. And yeah, and then there's no extra world building done. Nothing. It's like, what if Amsterdam canals and red light district, yes. but also a tiny layer of magic on top? Yes. So, but that also means that the the original place names... Yeah are doing some heavy lifting. But what if, and here we come back to the young adult thing, if you have a, a person reading this book yeah. who doesn't know about what it is like, yeah. who doesn't even uh, like, who doesn't even have read any like yeah. understanding of Russian czarism and yeah, and, yeah that's and, the thing. It, and it's like I say, it's so thin. It, but if it was yeah. if it was thicker, if if it re- if the fantasy relied on your knowledge of Tsarist Russia or having you know read half of War and Peace or whatever it <laughs> yeah. is, or whatever my like joke about that is, just yeah. because I've only ever read half of it. Like, it wouldn't be accessible. So it has to be yes. that layer. Yeah. Okay, one other thing about the TV show, about the world building that you didn't like, uh, and then I'll fill in and then we can move on with the with other stuff because I've got some more notes here. As um, well. Just like it took me a while to understand uh, the 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 characters the main characters and w- what was going on with What's, this what, I said world building oh world building yeah you said there was two things that stood out one was re- just replacing the na- oh no there were the two things replacing a name and it was very thin I yes. guess that was it yeah like there's like okay. nothing really to it I mean it is difficult to to now keep talking about the things I didn't like about the show yeah, because it was a TV show not it was a book, yeah. confusing and uh, the names and uh, it was quite bland in that respect and then it yes it it does play with these other um with these other TV shows like with yeah. the with the Hunger Games Okay kind let's of get thing. into that yeah, we, no, you like, keep returning back to that yeah. I made some notes here um mm. which is you know I'll, I'll skip past some other notes but because we keep returning to this mm. I said suddenly a lot about fashion and makeup and party and ceremony very much like Hunger Games because yeah. I went into Hunger mm. Games thinking okay they're going to get the kids together and then they're going to drop them all in an island mm. well maybe not an island or whatever it is into an arena yeah. and I'd seen the movie I'd seen the movie Battle Royale. You know, I know the kind of setup. No, you, it's not a movie for you to watch. No, it's, it's, it isn't. It's a very, very, it. it's a very That's... good movie. Uh, but, you know, I was expecting that. But before we got to the Battle Royale part where all the children start killing each other, it's sort of like, but first we've got to do um, Project Runway. And we've got to, like, because the idea is sort of like, oh, what if, what if a reality TV show, but instead of yeah. people being voted out, kids are killing each other. Yes. But to, then to set that up, they're like, and also reality TV shows, um, Love Island, which of the people are going to get together, yeah. um, but also, uh, you know, Food um, Island and Project Runway or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, and yeah. there was sort of like this whole section in the middle of the book. I was like, wait, when are the kids going to start? And what happens is that Katniss, whatever her name is, yeah. 
It's sort of like, and now I get to do it. And she's like, and I look beautiful. And this is in the book. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, and I was so beautiful. And yeah. It was great. And I did a great performance. Yeah. And I walked down yeah. there and I was doing this flow stuff. Exactly. And, I was like, and I was like, wow, this book is totally for 12-year-old girls. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, badly written. It's just sort of like, oh, I don't, I'm not getting anything from this here at all. It's always, it's always the same appeal. You have like these, like, let's say we, we just strip it. Okay. Yeah. You have orphans yes. who live in poverty, yeah. who don't have good food, who yeah. live in dirt. And yeah. they are just <laughs> generally having dirt. a terrible, <laughs> terrible life yeah. then something happens might it be good or bad then they are elevated yeah. and suddenly they are with the elite people yep. and they get prettified and then suddenly they look like a princess and yeah. their life and is that's just what like was happening here and i was like i don't mind that but it do, it felt like both in the hunger mm. games mm. and in this book mm. we're like okay novel it's a novel it's a story characters are progressing and yes. suddenly whoa, 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 whoa wait okay Now you got to put a dress on. And again, I was like, it was one of those things like, do I not understand what it's like to be a 14 or however old the, the character is meant to be? I mean, they keep saying 17. like, back when I was, well, in the in the novel, it's sort of like, oh yeah, back when we were 16. And I was like, but that seems like in the book, that feels like it's a long time ago. So it feels like in the book, they're meant to be 20s. No, no, but then they're acting like they're 14, 13 or 14 <laughs> years old with the actual like character building. And I, all the time I was like, is this a book about the experience of, Uh, a, a young woman or a teenage girl or whatever it's going to be oh yeah that i don't understand yes and therefore it's not appealing to me or and this was my other option i have is it just badly written characterization it's both and that was a thing I, and i was never sure like at the same time there's this kind of like love triangle thing yeah. where it's sort of like oh she's being used by this man but then the other the, the the actual final love interest has been gaslighting her because she isn't pretty but now she's magically pretty now he's sort of like and now i see you for the first time and i've been in love with you all along i was like no you haven't you've been fucking other women and she didn't like her because she wasn't pretty enough but now she's pretty or whatever and I was like is this a story about like women putting up with abusive relationships of men or is it just and this is the thing it's sort of like or is it just kind of like badly written because all of those themes are never really brought forward in the writing Yeah. but it felt like it could be there or is yeah. it just somebody want, writing something that they think is a teenage romance and not realising that these relationships obviously one relationship is really toxic and the other one is meant to be the happy relationship and I was like that's just as toxic as this other relationship but it's just in a different way yeah so just to make clear yeah in the tv show yeah the third what you say is the love tri triangle, love triangle yeah. there is no triangle it really? is just two the the third one is being introduced in the season two which has now just come oh, out okay. yesterday so i there, there's nothing of this going on there's two people yeah one is a real friend and i thought it's a friend but yeah I guess in the books and whatever. I don't know how Who's far it? they go with Mal and Alina. Oh yeah, Mal in the book is is a third leg of a love triangle. Yes. Um and 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 this is now something that from my perspective as a person that went through uh, this whole experience of be going be a girl growing up yeah. uh, coming in contact with with all kinds of people, also older men and the same aged men The, the issue is that lots of girls are quite further in progression with their understanding of what they think is the world yeah. in comparison to the similarly aged boys. Yeah. And so all the experience, and I don't, it, it's, it's actually not quite clear, apart from that this, this older guy, yeah. uh, the, 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 the general guy, 
is supposed to be hundreds of years old, but yeah. he see, he appears young, right? Yes. So he appears younger, but I, I still don't understand how Which again, young... and I made a note of this, age difference romance love triangle, yes. a bit Twilight. Because I was like, yeah, yeah in, yes, the, in the Twilight exactly. books, you've got Kirsten, probably not her real name, that might be an actor's name, and Jacob... <laughs> might have the wrong the leg. The vampire guy. What, what, whatever, what? The vampire guy. Yeah, whatever the vampire is. Yeah. Jacob. No, I Peter. Don't know. Whatever never, it is. I've never read no, Twilight. Peter's, yeah, exactly. I haven't either. I haven't read Twilight. But just yes. from osmosis, I'm like, this suddenly feels like love triangle with a young girl falling in with someone who's hundreds of years old, but looks very young. Exactly. Yeah. So so there's this, this this kind of disconnect between the guy appears younger, but still older than her, right? So like... He doesn't appear as old as he is, right, yeah, but yeah. he appears like an older, more experienced person. And then she gets attention. Yeah. And that's always what it comes down to. It's that there's a power and there's a tension. Yeah. And then there's a prettifying aspect, as, aspect, aspect of the yeah. thing. And and so in this in, in the TV show, um, they managed it really well to show how even even when it was going on hot like yeah. the, the, the they 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 kissed and stuff yeah. it always felt creepy oh yeah yeah and i think that was that is that is something that actually is portrayed quite well because that happens to girls in that age yeah and and it's just showing one aspect of hey young girls really pay attention not every older person that suddenly finds you as the young unexperienced person interesting has good intentions no never they never have good intentions yeah never and and it's not i'm not saying turn to your long-term friend who actually likes you for the yeah. person you are and is not trying to ma manipulate and enslave you <laughs> yeah anyway so i made a note of this this toxic relationship between you know the the darkling in the in the book the the general or whatever is called the darkling yeah yeah he and then also there's Mal knows. who's yeah, the yeah. other one as well like that yeah. and I was looking at this and I was like I was like then there's meant to be this choice of like oh either you go with the dark one who's <laughs> like the vampire or whatever it is like who's hundred years old and is dark and it's sort of like yeah but he's the villain isn't he and you get halfway through the book and they're like no no he's good he's got this good heart and I was like he's the villain and then the big twist is he's the villain and I was like yes he's, he's the, the villain, villain or whatever yeah. like that so I yeah. made some notes about this but then. I, 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 since doing the book review podcast, once I, that first recording last time, mm. I actually looked through some other people's reviews, like the other, you know. On Goodreads. On Goodreads. But yeah. of course, here's my friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's 48 people who have, you know, added it to their shelves as well. Yeah. You know, Catherine rated it four stars, Leedensy four stars, Zivin, Zivin rated it two stars, you know. But then I scroll off the ends of my friends on Goodreads and I go to... Um, displaying one to ten reviews of seventy four thousand nine hundred and three reviews on here. Yeah. The top one is a one star review of this by Sophia and says, "Why Mal the malfunction is the worst love interest ever." An essay. <laughs> this will be long, very long. It's an edit, and it's sort of like um, uh, it. It says the reason I'm writing this review and. And, and not why the Darkling is the worst interest ever is because the Darkling is a, a villain. He's supposed to be the worst. And that's kind of the point. He says, but here's a Mal is supposed to be the hero, but he's so toxic and awful. I don't like how he's portrayed as some ideal man. And I was like, yes, this is it. So I was reading through this as well. And the, the, the head, the, like the headings of this long essay, yeah. which is about why this love interest is so toxic. One, he's a possessive piece of trash. And then lots of extracts from the book. Yeah. He makes decisions for her. He has double standards. He's emotionally manipulative. He dislikes the fact that she is more powerful than he is. Oh. Um, and uh, he shows signs of potentially becoming physically abusive. He doesn't allow her to have male friends. Uh, 
uh, too long didn't read version of this. Mal is needy, insecure, jealous, possessive, possessive toxic, abusive excuse for a human being. Um, Mal, please die. And and okay. it's, that's uh, now I didn't get that because that's about the whole series. That's yes. about three books yeah, worth. Yeah. But even from this, I was like, wait, he's not like. And I, again, I didn't have that strong opinions of it. But I was like, maybe somebody else has this same thing, like this, uh, this the good love interest of this triangle. And I was like, hmm, but that's a bit problematic. Like, oh, like his actions. I wasn't like, oh yeah, he's the he's the best one to yeah. be with because yeah. he's the obvious one to be with. Again, I haven't read the other books in this series, but like from the point of view, I was like. What is is this is this series uh, or is this first novel that I read about women being in toxic relationships and not noticing them, hmm. or is it somebody who is write, writing their first novel and wanting to have romance in it and not realizing they're writing problematic relationships as a, an idealizing a problematic relationship yeah. or pro problematic attitudes from the main love interest towards the main character of the book? You yeah, know? they're probably just she, she just takes what like the what she is like ex, like the the experience of oh this you have this kind of person in your yeah. life and that person in her life and uh, this is how they act the thing is in the tv show maybe i didn't maybe i didn't understand all this like yeah. how they portrayed i the thing don't is, think I they think... portrayed him quite like that no but that's the thing i think the producers would be like all right that's good yes. but let's like either we need to like hang a lampshade on the gaslighting or whatever it's meant to be like what am i trying to say like if he's gaslighting her we need to make it clear that he's doing it and we can do that with script and ominous music and other other kind of stuff or they can go let's clarify that he's meant to be the good guy yeah. and like like take shave off some of these or like sand down some of these rough edges from the original writing so yeah. i think a lot of times an adaptation will make some things less problematic rather than more problematic because there's more eyes on it and they can yeah. go all right we're doing this and in 2012 when when this book, book was published, you know, nobody had ever even heard the term gaslighting. But now yeah. we're producing this in 2020 or whatever it is. So yeah. let's let's make sure that this isn't, uh, you know, this this thing isn't toxic behavior, isn't like foregrounded as toxic behavior. Yeah. And we're talking about Mal, right? I'm talking about Mal. Okay, good. Because in the TV show, he's like portrayed as the 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 friend that she had in yeah, the yeah, orphanage. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. And then, and then that's better writing and, than the book. <laughs> and then in the... Uh, over the course of the show it's made quite clear that he he keeps trying to reach her yeah and for whatever reasons can't but he keeps going like it's not like he gaslights her in the uh, book it's terrible like they've been apart for so long and she gets together and she's like did you get all my letters he's like mm -hmm. And she's like, what? And I was like, what's yeah. going on? And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And so, oh, yeah, well, okay. what about this guy over here? So I'm like, look, you weren't responding to my letters. Was and yeah. I was just like, okay. wow, this guy is bad news. This yeah. Mal who's turned up, like, why are you attracted to him? He's a dick. Like, and he's treating you like trash. Like okay. he's, he's literally well, nagging on you. That scene happens, oh. but both of their letters has been, had been dissected. Yeah. So both of them are on this kind of like, in the book, been he, hadn't been, me. he hadn't been writing letters to her. Oh, really? No, he just ignored oh. her. He was a fucking oh, some okay. other women and okay. didn't care about you at okay. all. Until well, the there was also some part of like, oh, he had also like the the, the flings with the the other Grisha girls. That's fine. But that's <laughs> fine. But in in the TV show, he also wrote her letters. Okay, so again, what I'm saying is the book, the the, the TV show will probably do a better job with a problematic male character, a badly written problematic male character, yeah. than a f someone's first novel. Yeah. Okay. They just did. a few other a few other little things here as well. Um, 
I mentioned the other riding the you, well. You mentioned the riding the wave of other young adult fiction, yeah, like Harry Potter. There's lots of magic school stuff going on here as well. Yeah. Someone's a chosen one, gets special powers that other people can't do. Yeah, defeats there's the big, bullying big going bag. on, uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, typical stuff, and then also lots of kind of things which I think of as like typical young, uh, bad, badly written young adult fiction, where you're sort of like, oh, this person, we want to make them nice, yeah. But in making them nice, we make them wet. And in making them kind, we make them look indecisive. Yeah. And by making the, all of this kind of stuff, and it was there, and I was always like, one of my notes is, just do the thing, have the sex, kill the enemies, slay the deer, do the fucking thing. And that's all. That's sometimes what I get from yeah. young adults. I'm just like, look, be competent, just make the decisions. And again, that's me saying something as a 40-year-old guy or in my, guy in my 40s. Yeah. But looking back, at, like I was like, no, I would do the thing. I would kill the deer i would fuck the woman or whatever it's going to be like you know like it, it's like just just do the like be like if someone catches you and you're like ah we have to save the world but if these people live and tell other people where we are mm. the world might end yeah. or like the country might be destroyed or everybody who we love might be killed yeah but i spared their lives and I, but you just spare their lives i was like kill them kill the Kill them. All you need to do is kill them and they can't run back and say, oh, yeah, they've gone north to kill the deer or whatever it is. And then the deers then are sort of like, whoever kills the deer will gain, a, like, will have control over the power of the deer or whatever yeah, it is. Like, again, it's a bit wishy Don't need to go into it. It's a bit confusing. <laughs> but either way, they're like, okay. And she gets there and she's like, oh, but it's got some such nice eyes. I'm like, fucking kill the deer. G- kill, like... Your only job at this point, the reason why you trailed to like spent months trailing to the steps of the north is to fucking yeah. kill this deer. Because yeah. if the wrong person kills the deer, the world ends. And you might it might have big doughy eyes. Oh doughy. <laughs> yeah, like big 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 eyes, big watery eyes, and it looks at you and goes, Oh no, I'm an immortal deer. Whoever kills me gains my power. And I'm like, yeah, and now is your job to end. Ah, oh, it's just so annoying. And now of course, plot twist at the end, it turns out her kindness is the thing that saves the day, whatever like that. And but it's sort of like but lots of people have to die because yeah, of and it and then I'm like oh you and your magic friends you're fine but what about the thousands of people who were over here who yeah. died because you didn't fucking kill that deer and you just left hundreds I think it's hundreds or something of people to die in the darkness mm. because oh they wouldn't help you fight and so I'm like yeah of course they wouldn't help you fight against the main guy because he's got power over them because they're non-magic help, people they were helpless people they were helpless people in the face yeah. of you the powerful magic user and again it's the thing that always annoys me about like you know the, the politics of american fantasy and science fiction it's sort of like and now you get the powers great which means that anybody who you disagree with is fine for them to die or anybody who doesn't have the same courage as you to stand up against the other powerful people who have the the command of life and death at their fingertips who can literally snap their fingers and you're chopped in half yeah you don't want to join they don't want to join you who may or may not be worse than anyway it's just one of those wishy-washy things and something yeah. like, and so i left the hundreds of people to die in the darkness but me and my boyfriend we got out and i was like fuck you mm. and then i was like is that character is that good character motivation or is it just unexamined motivations of someone who has watched too many you know movies from america and it it builds up on the the thing is this kind of stuff keeps on going because it takes things from the other things from the other novels books tv shows whatever movies and it takes the essence of that and keeps going with the essence which is not good 
And and so you do have these the young person suddenly gets the magic, suddenly yeah, finds yeah. themselves, oh, how am I behaving? I have to learn to use it and to be trained. Yeah. Then I have to trust some people, but yeah. I can't trust anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's whoa. not based on how human people would react to something. It's pure wish fulfillment, yeah. which is sort of like, what would I be like if I suddenly gained magical powers? And yeah. like, this would be great. Oh, and you showed them. It's like, no, you didn't show them. You literally let hundreds to slash thousands of people die needless deaths because a deer who was going to be killed anyway yeah. you wouldn't kill them and you let that power fall into someone else's you know spoiler warning but because you spared the deer the deer wanted you to have the power instead of the person who killed them i was like that was convenient wasn't yeah. it that you yeah. suddenly had the power for the and, it, and it's just it and i was like this is again it's just not good but again it's not for me it could be great for you know 12 to 14 year old girls who this is their first fantasy book that they've ever read and they don't see how derivative it is but i'm like but surely they would have also Mm. read harry potter and hunger games and twilight by the time they got here what are they getting new nothing i don't know maybe there's something but it was it was popular enough to get like six or seven more books in the series and and two seasons of a netflix show. there will always be an audience for this kind of stuff and every generation will get a you uh, kind yeah. of thing like this. I mean, I've got the like, thing is, no, I want to say oh, sorry, something about the, the TV show. The thing w- w- I mean, that we mentioned before, the costuming thing. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things I quite enjoyed about this Netflix show. Yeah. The costumes were really nice, really yeah. fun, really the the set design quite and not not set design. The, uh, the yeah the costume design uh, was was pretty pretty fun to to see these yeah. costumes and the the care it went into. Um, now one other thing that um, that I uh, I didn't know what I wanted to well, say. So, when you think about that, I just want to mention costumes and stuff. Yeah, I don't mind passages in books about costumes literally yeah. in the uh, the first um game of thrones book uh, song of ice and fire or whatever it is i yeah. re- read that and reviewed that and i thought it was really interesting when the young women characters the, the, the teenage girl characters there like there's whole chapters of them describing their dresses and stuff yeah. and the good thing is which i like the tv show better than the book is that then i didn't actually have to spend like a chapter in somebody's head when them describing a dress they <laughs> just, you could just they, see yeah they just walk you in just and i was it. like oh that's a nice dress yeah. and they can be like hmm i've got this nice dress on and yeah. then you can just move on and that's some of the things i actually appreciate sometimes with adaptations that again yes. it's not that i don't want to spend time in young female characters heads because the same thing I think the TV show with Game of Thrones did that other one. It's sort of like, we spend so much time with Ned. He's like, honor, I need to be honorable, but it may be dangerous or whatever. Like, like chapters and chapters go past. And in the TV show, there's just a duel and someone stabs someone in the back. Yeah. And there's like, that wasn't very honorable. It's sort of like, well, the honorable guy has got a knife in his back and I don't have a knife in my back. And I was like, that's it. That one minute scene yeah. was all we needed. And instead, uh, we, I spent chapters and I spent chapters, chapters, and chapters yeah. with Ned, him in internal monologuing about honor. And yeah. all I needed was a fun sword fight where somebody falls down a hole or whatever it yeah. was. I can't even remember what it was. So again, it, it's not about like, it's not that I don't want descriptions of dresses. I'm just saying that sometimes a TV show or a movie, you can just have Katniss, Show the thing. Have Katniss wearing a thing and walking in the special effects and the music swells. Mm. And then we're like, and next scene. And it's like, great. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I didn't we, need more of that. We got all that. The, the other thing about the show yeah. is that, holy, oh boy, that was quite graphically... Uh, um, um, what's the word? Violent. 
violent sexual no 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 nah, uh, no, no oh it's young adults so it's, violence it's, is okay but sex no 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 some, no sex some kissing I, I think there was some sex like it was way further away from in the, the book, target no audience. sex at all it's sort of like kisses chased hmm. oh and then he kissed me and my heart fluttered but yeah. then by coincidence someone knocked on the door so it didn't go any yeah, further yeah. there's there's like so many of those coincidences yeah no, no i think um i can't remember if there was any, were, were any more detail but i think so it was quite graphic and also the the kind of like the stabbing and the shooting and the yeah. and the, the attacks of the volcros and stuff or you could like that was blood thrashing everywhere you know what? And that would be like... better than the book because in the book no, none of that there's these valkyries or Val- vulcans or whatever they're valkyries maybe i should yeah. look at the wikipedia page that, but you know i can't name. even be bothered to change Volkers. the tab some weird monster in the book they're just sort of like and flying. some monsters and they fly around and you're like okay what do they look like they're dark and they're in the dark so you can't see them and i was like oh. so what do they look like what's the attack why are these especially more dangerous than any other random monster in any other ra- no just it just sort of like standing monstery kind of things in the darky kind of thing they are quite quite a uh, uh, nightmare um yeah. in inducing kind of characters in in the in the tv show quite graphic okay quite I've got three more notes blah. and then we can finish up because okay. we've been going almost an hour here yeah. uh, uh i said about the coincidence at one point i think there was a triple or almost quadruple coincidence oh, going on really uh, yeah in sort of like this happens but then wait they can't continue the kiss because this suddenly happens and they're like no but wait they can't do that because suddenly these people turn up and i was like how many coincidences are going to happen before we get to the end of this chapter Lots of coincidences. and it turns out four coincidences which to be honest one coincidence isn't a coincidence it's just something happening mm. but like something happening and then this also happens and then this all happens so you know it's like a, it's a triple coincidence level yeah if you know what i mean yeah. and i was like why did they suddenly think that and do that and then that happened and then that thing come along and then these other things come along it just it's like it, it just felt like well we've got to get to the climax of the book somehow and i guess this is the time when all of these threads are going to come together yeah but there was no reason for them to come yeah. together then and, I and think- it just felt to be like well we can't have them do anything more than kiss so we've got to have them we have to have the kiss interrupted otherwise sort of shut up Siri Um, I think that is something that the TV show did better because it did combine the two books yeah because because then we had actually the storylines coming together and there was reason for that. Yeah. And then there was entanglement and it, it there was reason for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it came out again in a different order and in a different way. And I looked I at the Wikipedia page about the TV show and yeah. I and I, I just read what the heist is that the, the Six yeah. of Crows go on. And yeah. I was like, oh, that actually makes more yeah, sense. It does. Than, it well, does. it's not more sense than the book because I never actually knew what the heist... I didn't get far enough of Six and Crows to know what the heist was. But it makes sense to combine it with... Yeah, yeah. The, if you're going to combine them and yeah. you need to go and do a heist... Great. Like again, don't want to need to give it away. People yeah. can watch it. Um, so my other notes was first of all about the heights heist, where they're like, and we're, let's get the team together. And it felt like the most derivative. Let's get the team together ever because they were like, okay, we're going to need the a person. brain. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to need the magic person. We're going to need the healer person. We're going to need this person. And then they're like, and we're going to need a demolitions expert. And I was like, in what world? In like again, it was one of those like shortcutty world building things. I was like, okay, we're in a magic world, but it's like rot. It's like sorry, Amsterdam, Ketterdam. I was yeah. I almost said Rotterdam there, yeah. but Ketterdam. So it sounds a bit like Rotterdam, but it's more Amsterdam. Amsterdam yeah. But Ketterdam, and I was like, so but people have guns. So some people have guns, yeah. but then it's like magic in a red light district, and there's a heist. And I was like, the the trope of having an explosives expert or a dem- I think it was a demolition. We need the best demolitions expert really? we can That's find. What I- yeah, and I was oh. like, but. And I was like, ha, like I know that in 
like in World War Two capers, there's always the guy with the suitcase with the explosives in mm. there. Or there's always the guy who needs to set the bombs to like blow a hole in the wall. To like Italian job, we've got to blow the bloody doors. Up. You yeah. know, there's there in it's great, but you kind of it's sort of like assumed that in anything after the Second World War, there's going to be like you know or whatever in the modern day plastics explosives or dynamite. And I was like in. Like I, it wasn't sure. Like what kind of, like explosive experts kind of rely on, um, you know, dynamite being Other invented. Have like been invented. Alfred Nobel yeah, yeah. inventing yeah, dynamite yeah, yeah. or TNT yeah. or whatever it's going to be. Do you remember yeah. how many people were in the heist? No, because I never got to it. It oh, was okay. just the team building. Anyway, let's move on to my other notes. Yeah. One, some of the writing. No, let's stick with the world building here as well. And this is my more confusion of world building. Like in that case, I'm kind of thinking sort of like, okay, we need a demolitions expert or like an explosive expert, but like, what's this based on? Oh, this is a heist based on other heist movies rather than the internal <laughs> yeah. logic of what's needed. Yeah. Let's get an explosive expert. Um, the other thing is sort of like one of these parties, these high societies are like, oh, and let's, oh, I've never had champagne before. Let's drink the champagne. <laughs> and I was like, wait, we're in Ravka, which is kind of Russia, but with a different name. And then there's Ketadam, which you know from a different book which is like Rotterdam but Amsterdam but Red Light mm. and I was like so ever and you said before was it Novo 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 Kribisk whatever Kribilsk. it is yeah. So everywhere has a different name and they're sort of like, oh, champagne. And I was like, and they're like, oh, you can never have too much champagne. That's uh, And I was like, wouldn't champagne. they call it wine or uh, the most sparkling white wine? You know, because even in a fantasy world, there's always horses. There's and always like meat and turkeys and chicken it, and grapes. And I was like, okay, and I would have grapes and the people have ale and stuff. But, you know, the drinks make sense. But I'm like, yeah. so in this fantasy world where every place has a different name and all the different countries have different names, is this... Is this sparkling white wine from the Champagne region of whatever country is meant to be the France analogue in here, for the French analogue here? So that was, it's just, it's like, it's honestly like Lee Berdago, whatever her name is, didn't know that Champagne is named Champagne after the Champagne region of France. Yes. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and it just took me out of the book. I was like, what world are we in? Is this? And I was thinking, is this like a Narnia world where people can go through a wardrobe and bring champagne from Earth to Narnia? And people in Narnia are like, hmm, champagne's very nice. <laughs> we should make some of our own here and call it champagne. What yeah. are you looking up? I, I know for a fact that there's some uh, some sort of, uh, it's Krimskoye or something. It's like there is there's uh, a Russian bubbly, version of bubbly wine yeah. in Russian. And that all they, they wanted drink. was like a different name for sparkling white wine, and they could just say, "Oh, it's it's like what is it? Double fermented or whatever makes sparkling wine sparkling wine, yeah. which is the double ferment fermentation process. Yeah. Like just do that and stick kind of like a like a, a, a fakey Russian name yeah, on exactly. it. Exactly. Just use that. And I mean, you've done it so far in other places. Yeah, why badly. why stop there? The the last note that I made here is some of the writing. And mm -hmm. oh my goodness, not very well written. And it's so weird to then switch over to a, a Peter F. Hamilton book and go, oh, sentences Language. just make sense. Oh my God, oh, it's, words. Like, it's like people, it's like he's put together a sentence and then read back the sentence and gone, yeah, okay, that's a good sentence. I'll move on to the next, or whatever, whatever the editing stage is that yeah. you read it through. So uh, at one point there was posters on lampposts. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put aside the fact that lampposts require either electricity to go to the lamppost for the, the the post to have light on it. And it's it's like lighting up a small village or town in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, lamppost is like, that's like really advanced technology to have a series of posts which just light up the street. That isn't how it normally works in fantasy novels. Mm. And then I was like, posters. Posters only work if there's printing presses. Okay, there's probably printing presses. But then my whole mind was like going, 
where's that? Like, but if there's printing presses, where are the nation state? You know, or all, all kind of like post Gutenberg Bible kind of poli- politics. And I was like, okay, I've got to not think about any yeah. of them. And, but then there was sort of like there were pan- posters on lampposts, and I was like, that's a bad sentence. Yes, like posters on lampposts. The post word is in there twice. Yeah. And so because of that, I made a note of that. And I was like, the next time this happens, I'm going to, you know, write it down. Or the next time I notice it. Yeah. And then I uh, I noticed some others. And I was and like, it it's not happening. as bad as posters on lampposts. What's that? It kept happening. There was another yeah, example was that you told examples. me. Some other examples. But then the one came up that I, I had to, I literally paused it. Well, I was in bed. I paused it. I started making a note and I was like no I want to get this right so then I rewound 30 seconds or 15 <laughs> seconds back to listen to the thing again so she falls into some water and it's, this was the line the cold water was like a hand gripping my heart in an icy grip <laughs> oh my god <laughs> let me just say that again the cold water was like a hand gripping my heart and I'm like that's great what was it gripping in in an icy grip and I was like the grip it was gripping your heart the, 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 the cold heart. icy means cold cold means icy hand gripping your heart I'm like okay there's some imagery there I'll work I'll let you I'll let you off with that but in an icy grip what kind of grip what what a hand gripping and what kind of grip an icy one icy? how cold was it it was icy what does icy mean cold and I was like it's just you would not like this sentence is like a terrible sentence the cold water was like so it's not even a metaphor it's a simile which is you know the yeah. lower form of metaphor oh, I think the cold should... water was like a hand gripping my heart in an icy grip i think we should send this sentence what? to one of your nieces and say hey you as an editor what would yeah, you yeah, do yeah, with no, this I, it's, it's, but it's just one of those things i was like did nobody like did yeah, Lee Bergado like, not read that sentence back and go oh that's not good enough to go in a novel and even if was there no editing person reading the I, sentence I, don't care. I thought it was a de- I thought it was delightful I think it's delightful that somebody's first novel can be sold as a novel and be like and everyone's like yeah that's good enough and you know what it is good enough because this is going to be read by 12 year old girls and it's going to become their favorite fantasy stories yeah. so much think- so that and- it's going to it's going to be some Netflix executive's child's favorite book and it's going to be made into yeah. a TV show and I just want to finish this you saying this book might be perfect to 12 to 14 year old girls this could be their four star book there is a reason i think why this author is you know someone's favorite author and my nieces recommend this to the uh, of the, their favorite fantasy series that they want to read. Sure. i'm just saying all of that goes to say is that that is not me and i'm going to give this book two stars two out of five stars oh that's uh, two what? stars huh. which okay. means no it just means it's below average yeah but i'm rating on my enjoyment of course and if you're a 12 year old girl the cold water was like a hand gripping my heart and an icy grip might be what you need to hear. And it sounds like literature. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing something with words. But but, but you don't. I really hope that if at any point y- y- a young person reads this, they then continue on to read some better literature. Yeah. Because that is can be an entrance to something. That yeah. can be an entrance to to your reading experience. But you need to you really really need to keep keep going from there. Yeah. Because that just appears to be good literature. Yeah, it's like sound, it sounds it sounds like it sounds like a chat GPT three version of someone <laughs> says some right I fell into some water, what's that gonna feel like? And yeah. it would say, uh, the cold water grip was it the cold water was like a hand gripping my heart in an icy grip and i'm like but what does that even mean like you know okay we don't need to go in no but i kind of want to i want to dissect how can we make this sentence better so the cold water we don't want was like because that's like super passive it was it was like it so you need to like make it into something i felt like no no not i felt like take out the was like it is something the cold water gripped my heart 
like an icy hand or something like that. That's yeah. like my first pass at that. Like, yeah. you know, the, the cold water. Um, I, I, I don't even, again, because the metaphor doesn't really work. Like, because nah. a hand gripping your heart, like the cold water made my heart freeze as though an, an icy hand gripped it. You know, there's other ways to make it work. The water doesn't I, even touch your heart. Exactly. But then it was like it. But then how, what does it feel like to have an icy hand or an icy grip gripping you're, your you're heart dead. You're, yeah you're dead it, uh, and i was like is this a magic thing that i don't understand but no it's just bad writing anyway yes let's wrap it up there two stars tv show recommendation are you gonna watch season two um i uh, <laughs> season two it came out literally yesterday this is it, very topical literally season two you know, of shadow and bone this is the kind of netflix that i use i just put it on and keep watching stuff just to have entertainment yeah. in the evening in when the same I'm way that i'll by myself have in dinner or lunches yeah. by myself uh it's it's fine it's it's entertainment and it's uh, it's Nah, it's not fine. It's it's trashy TV, but it's But it's this okay. is the same reason why I enjoy watching like video game streamers or I, I don't watch video game streamers. I watch the edited highlights yeah. of people's video game streams yeah. and stuff like that. And it, for me, that is the same level of trashy TV. It's sort of like, yeah. I just want to turn my brain off yeah. and I'm going to watch somebody race a car for a bit or, you know, play a computer, shoot, shoot some people in a computer yeah. game for yeah. a bit. It's like watching sports. It's sort of like, this doesn't matter, but this tennis match that I'm watching is the most exciting thing that's happening to me right now and yeah. So it has my attention. Exactly. And That's it, the kind of level. Yeah. It's entertainment on TV. Yeah. Next book I'm reading is yeah. the the next book in Peter F. Hamilton's Night's Dawn trilogy. Oh. I signed into your Audible account <gasps> and it turns out Audible is really great. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash SFBRP because even if you like get some audiobook credits, they're yours for life. Yes. And so I signed into your account and guess what? The next two books were just sitting there. You'd already spent the Audible credits yeah, on probably. book two and three. <laughs> of the of the there so i just started listening to it and Good. i'm about after a week long trip away uh, about a third of the way through the next book oh, these oof. are chunky books and you had 30 hours plus of oh, travel yeah, yeah i was just <laughs> sleeping most of the time though no Pretty. no it's, it's really good i'm very yeah. very much enjoying book okay. two it feels very much very different from the first book in tone okay which is actually quite interesting it it definitely makes it feel like it's not just a continuation of the same story it makes yeah. it feel like okay that was the setup and now part two like different main characters or like different themes and different things like that. Okay. And I'm really, I'm really interested to uh, talk to you about that book in a future episode. Okay. Because I've realized one of the biggest themes of Peter F. Hamilton is religion. And of course, it's, oh, it's always been there, but I've never realized it. And then I was thinking back, like going back to his early big science fiction work and like yeah. space opera work. I was like, oh, all of his books are about religion or, you know, can be about religion if yeah. you think about them the can right way. Can be interpreted that, yeah. Yeah. Some of them very explicitly and others yeah. less explicitly. And I was like, oh, this was right there all along, yeah. like right from the start with these big epics. So I'd like to talk to you about that in okay. the future. Oh, we've just gone past an hour. Should we oh, wrap it up? Okay. You've become my Let's friend on it. Goodreads and I can see what you think of the books that we have read in common, Shadow and Bone, like I say, Catherine, four stars, uh, Lindsay, Ziv, Lindsay uh, four stars, Zivin, two stars, Lizzie rated it three, three stars, Stefan rated it um, two stars, says didn't really get there, Magical Cyrus, Russia concept of Nice, but other than the names of the things, I didn't get a sense of, that it ran very deep. It didn't. The world building in general felt quite thin. Literally, we're just, we're just, we're just saying, we well, could have just everybody spent has an, the same yeah, opinion of this book. Reduce an hour to a, uh, a comment a review of the book. But this is oh, what well. somebody said here. Thank goodness, uh, SB Senpai Manga said, thank goodness 
only rated this one star. But thank goodness I read Six of Crows before I read this one. Otherwise, I'd have missed out on a great duology. So yeah, this was Bardugo's first novel and it definitely shows. So yeah, yeah, if this book doesn't work for you, I do. I probably think Six of Crows is a much better series. If it's you read it rated. as a book. It's not somebody's first novel, but the audiobook, I just didn't get through it. And then I was like, mm, I need to get a basis. Like I need yeah. to find out more about the world here. Yeah. All right. Right. I need to keep finishing reading Children of Ruin. And what's the other octopus book? Uh, ch- oh no, I actually have it here. Let me see because it was it's actually on it's near the uh, it's near the top of the books um in this uh in this books that I should books I want to read. The Mountain in the Sea by yeah. Ray Naylor. Yeah. That's another book which That's we will get after, to. That's after after the current book I'm reading. After, I have to finish it. After in four the first days. octopus book, we'll get to the next octopus book. Yes, let's keep keep the octopus theme going. All uh, right. Yes, that's it. Thanks a lot. Oh, follow me on uh, Instagram and Juliana too, and on uh, Mastodon. Mastodon. Find the links in the show notes, um, and then yeah, email me Luke at juggler.net and also go and check out SFBRP listener group on Goodreads.com. Some people have like got some fun episode feedback, feedback there. Yeah, the books that you want to see reviewed there, and then someone here, Lucas, said SFBRP um, transcript automated and work in progress archive.org forward slash details forward slash SFBR transcript and check check this out you click on it and they've obviously put this through some kind of transcripting Ooh. transcripting so you can read our podcast yeah so you go back to 2008 oh. and you can actually oh uh, now there's written testimony of this uh, <laughs> oh no no one second yeah so uh, where, where I, I think I don't actually know what am I meant to be cl- oh here text so there's now 422 text files of episode one all the way up to what's oh. he got up to so far all the way up to episode yeah 419 up to he's got up to Emma Newman after Atlas so Mm-hmm. If you want to read these podcasts instead of listen to them, I think there's some kind of archive.org automated transcript thing going on here as well. Look, let me click on Walter M. Miller, A Canticle for Leibowitz. Um, <gasps> hello oh and welcome God. to the Science Fiction Book Review podcast. My name is Luke Burridge. Yes, it's very automated. So if you just want to like search for anything there it's as well. It's unformatted, just a piece of text. In yeah. A, like... guess, guess what the final line is down here at the bottom. And I'll catch you next time. It says... Uh, uh, it says, I just started that this morning, and yes, I'll have a lot to say of the whole dire Earth cycle, the whole trilogy once I get to the end of that. So, um, yet, that's it for me. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. And that's how it ends. <laughs>